This is Twa Teams One Street from the Evening Telegraph, the only podcast as obsessed by Dundee and Dundee United as you are. On this episode, we've enlisted help from the Dode Fox and Provy Road podcast to preview our Twa Teams Premiership kickoff. Hello and welcome back to Twa Teams One Street. It's uh, George Cran here in the hot seat once more. Uh, both Callum and the Bear taking a breather uh, on the eve of the league season, no less. Can you believe it? But they'll be back next week and I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about by then. But while they're off enjoying themselves, um, I've had to delve into the emergency loan market for a pair of suitable replacements. And I think uh, I've come up trumps with a pair of more than able substitutes um, to help us preview the upcoming Premiership season, which we can't wait for. Uh, first of all, I'd, I'd like to welcome the better-looking half of the very popular Dode Fox podcast, Paul McNichol. How are you doing, Paul? I'm very well. I'm not sure if that's factually correct, but I'll take it. Well, we've never been known and been that factually correct on the telly before, so we'll just, we'll just go go with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and joining Paul and myself. Uh, we need a Dundee contingent, and both our teams on the street are in the, the top flight this season. So big thanks to Walking Down the Provy Road podcast for agreeing a wee loan move for uh, their best-looking member, uh, who's also turned his hand to commentating on DTV this week, bringing terms like liquid football and filth to the Dens Park commentary game, which I've noticed. Uh, how are you doing, Danny? How's the commentary been? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. I'll take that um, best-looking person on the walking down the Prodry Road. Uh, commentary has been good. Uh, I could try to oversell it a wee bit, eh? so um, I think I've done a good job doing that. Well, so I've certainly enjoyed it anyway, uh, and the use of a certain Jordan McGee stat, which I, I like to use. But <laughs> anyway, we should probably get on to looking ahead. Uh, big season coming up. There's no point in a Queen of the South fan myself previewing it so I might as well get a couple of fans from either side of the street fans will be back which is fantastic uh, it's been great to see them already um, on that note Paul will you be back at Tandai soon you looking forward to it I can't wait yeah I can't wait I was I was fortunate enough to be at the Elgin game uh, which started almost <laughs> disastrously when we went one goal behind in about what seemed like three seconds uh, and then obviously we played quite well that night uh, but I think as United fans, we're still waiting to see how many we're actually going to get. Yeah. I think Dundee's side of that's a wee bit more clear, but we're still waiting to see how many is actually going to get in when uh, the league season kicks off for us. But yeah, t- to your point, I can't wait to get back. Yeah, I think um, I'd, I was obviously doing the Dundee side of that, but I think United find out on Wednesday, which is the day we're recording, we're supposed to find out if they can get 5,000 in is, is what they've asked for. So fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Fingers yeah. crossed. But I, I don't see why. As long as they follow all the pro- uh, procedures and protocols and stuff. Um, mm. so, but how's it been for, for yourself not being able to go to the games for what what sixteen months now? Yeah, it's uh, well. At, at first, at the start of last season, there was obviously a little bit of panic, thinking, "Oh, we're not going to get to see any games at all." And then there was a deal struck with, with the the TV company allowing all the games to get streamed by each club. So that was something. That was a bonus. But then the longer that the season went on, it it become a chore watching it on uh, TV. It's it was no more than, in my opinion, a glorified friendly. 
uh, every week. And it was just, you know, whether you were happy, sad, at the end of the game, you just push the button on your remote control and that was it. It was you just then wait for the next week so you could do it all again. Well, you, could, you could throw the you could throw the remote if you well, want. It's to. probably going to cost more than my season ticket to, to get a new TV, <laughs> so that was not an option in my house. Certainly, I don't I don't know no, what no. you get paid, George, but I'm not enough to, to do that. <laughs> oh no, no, don't worry, nothing like that. <laughs> you, you aim to miss. That's that's the trick. That's, uh, but uh, Danny, obviously, Duddy had. Um, had fans last season, which they were one of the lucky teams being in the playoffs final against Kilmarnock. I mean, how how much of an impact do you think that made on the Dundee team that night at Dens Park? I think it had a massive impact, to be fair. Um, we were on a run of good form, and Kelly, as much as they did kind of pick up the pace near the end of the season, uh, we went into that match with more more enthusiasm I think as well and then you had 500 fans at the in the stadium I was unlucky not to get a ticket and despite my begging online on Twitter to maybe get a gig at DTV I never made that on it so <laughs> I had to watch it on TV but uh, the fans fairly made themselves uh, be known uh, to, to both teams and got behind Dundee and I think that that did spur them on to be honest Yeah, it kind of had the opposite effect down at Kilmarnock because as soon as Dundee scored the Kelly fans kind of turned obviously their their team heading down but you, you've had experience of it uh, obviously being at the games and doing DTV this season I mean it, it just it feels like we're slowly getting back to it doesn't it? Yeah it does uh, I first got asked to do St Johnston Cup game and it was very weird, to be honest, to go into a stadium and see yeah. a Scottish Cup game with next to no fans. Uh, there could be a joke made in there about the Motherwell game the year before, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get in there before somebody else makes it. Uh, <laughs> but to be honest, uh, it was it was uh, you're hearing everything on the pitch. Um, I mean, I only said yeah to be honest, just to get into a game. Yeah. Normally, I think I would have uh, turned it down um, <laughs> because I had that Dundee fans can be quite critical about uh, the commentator. So, but um, I just thought to myself, no, let's get in here. Um, but to see then, I was in the West Ham game myself, and then be back for the two League Cup games and see more fans getting added to the stadium was fantastic to see, especially after the last sixteen odd months. Of what everybody's had to go through. And so, so have, you, have you had any more feedback from the commentary? Nice feedback. Yeah, I've had a, a few good text messages. Normally, I ended love mum and love dad, but um, <laughs> apart from, <laughs> no, I've had a few people um, message me um, about some of the comments that I've made on it. Um, mostly just tongue in cheek and stuff like that. So uh, I've, I've only had one negative comment, and it was basically um, that they put the that their TV on mute. Um, I mean, you got to take the, the blows, haven't you? Yeah, that's it. Uh, obviously, United are a season into the Premiership since coming back up. Dundee are just coming up. Uh, how are you feeling about United this season, Paul? Uh, that's that a very good question. Uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm not overly sure. Uh, when you, it's very quiet at the moment, and it looks like we're putting. Like we've lost players, obviously. We, we lost from last season Luke Bolton, who maybe didn't contribute that much. Mark McNulty, he had the odd moment. Uh, obviously, the, the Dens Park Donadoni these days, Paul McMullen. <laughs> we've, we've now no got him officially. Dylan Powers, uh, and we've not really added. We've, we've, we've brought in Charlie Mulgrew, 
who I'm sure is going to do a job. He's very experienced, a uh, very good player. But he, he's, he is quite old. And then we've brought in what, if we keep Benji Segrist, looks like a backup keeper. So uh, it looks to me and it looks to everybody at, at the moment that we're putting uh, all our faith in uh, hoping that mm. a few of the youngsters can progress this season. Uh, so I'm, I'm not sure if I'm excited or scared <laughs> with uh, with what's about to, to happen. I suppose and when I can think about it clearly, the team is mainly still there from last season. And although the football last season was absolutely dire to watch for about 80% of the time, if not higher, uh, the the core of that team is still there. And it's a decent spine if we could keep everybody. You've got the, the keeper, Benji. You've got Edwards and Mulgrew at the back. Now you've got Butcher, Fuchs in the middle. Mm-hmm. And you've got Shankland and Clark up front. There's, there's definitely a half-decent... Uh, squad there, but uh, it would have been it would have been good to see some uh, additions and improvements made. No doubt about it. But you, obviously heading into the first game, it look, well, provided nothing happens between now and the weekend, you've got still got Benji, still got Lauren Shankland. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's got to be a massive plus. It is, it's it's absolutely a bonus, yeah. But it's also the unknown because Aberdeen, although we absolutely <laughs> scalped them last season in the Scottish Cup. Uh, I probably said more about them that day than it did about us. We were very good that day, but they were absolutely dreadful, and they simply have to have improved uh, since that game. I would, I would suggest. So, I mean, the first day of the season, you never know, do you? You've, you've all got hopes and dreams of what the season might bring, but you just never know. You see some strange results on on the opening day of the season. So, we'll just wait and see. So, I, I can, I can feel the confidence in your voice, Paul. So. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I get the feeling Danny might be a wee bit more bullish about the way his his team's gone. It doesn't he seem like they're they're still riding that crest of the wave from last season, banging in goals and creating chances. And but it's going to be a step up now, isn't it? So Myrna looking pretty decent this season, I think. Yeah, uh, so man, what was it? Two semi finals, just missed out on top six, and I think uh, the managers made a. Few acquisitions as well. I think they look not too not, not too bad, to be honest. Uh, we, I, I think that in the league cup we've definitely continued the form that we've we had from last season, which is good to see. Uh, obviously, there was a short. I think it was something like four weeks uh, break in between the end of the season and the start. So we seem to have picked up where we left off, which is really good. But it's uh, it's now hitting that you've moved up a up a league. With signings that we've made, some of them are unknowns, to be honest. And I've, I've got to be honest, I feel like we've, we've not really added to the squad, really. I think we've made signings that are maybe competition or backups. So we really are going into the first game of the season with the same team as last year, which, to be honest, everyone earned their keep to, to play in this league, but you still expected maybe one or two quality added to the team. So... I'm looking forward to the to the start of the the season, um, but I, I really I, I kind of like Paul what he said earlier about I don't know if I'm excited or I've got a little <laughs> bit of the fear kind of stuck in between this. Well, I, I think uh, well I was up at Dens uh, in the morning yesterday and, and obviously saw the massive queues outside as people were queuing up to try and get their uh, their seats sorted out for for the game. Uh, I think they've had to put a hold on on some of the tickets to sort some things out and obviously mm-hmm. Dundee fans aren't always very slow to moan. Um, <laughs> so is that a surprise, you think? 
<laughs> what the morning? Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's good to see that everyone's excited about seeing their team again. Oh, definitely. Uh, I've I've not even got my I've not even went in to get change my ticket yet. So hopefully things um, kind of pick up tomorrow, so I can get down and uh, trade in my voucher one for a ticket. I think would be in the Shankly. Um, but yeah, the fans are eager to get back to see Dundee. So yeah, uh, and, and there's a positive as well is that there's no Sipman fans in the stadium. <laughs> so. You've not got that either, so um, yeah, there's, there's positives as well. No, obviously both uh, both clubs are heading into this uh, Premiership season with um, managers who haven't really managed in the top flight before. Uh, Tam Court's obviously had that that one game last season when United had real problems with, with COVID. Uh, I think it was against Livingston. I mean, what's what's your initial uh, assessment of how Tam Court's has done so far, Paul? Obviously the it was a it was a maybe a strained welcome uh, when he first got appointed. Uh, but how, how do you think he's been doing so far? I think so far, certainly on the park, it's a case of he's he's done exactly what was expected of him. I mean, United couldn't have got a much easier group. Uh, and that's no disrespect to Arbroath, who <laughs> they are the best part-time team in Scotland for a reason. But uh, the games against Kelty and Elgin, they, they should have been easy enough wins, regardless. Uh, if it was me picking the team. Uh, so he's came in so far and, he, and he's he's done okay. But, uh, I mean, the appointment of Tam himself, mm-hmm. uh, from the outside looking in, uh, it's a massive gamble, if you ask me. Uh, but it, it does appear to be that everyone in the club has complete faith in him. And uh, I just hope that my fears are a little bit unfounded and I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that it works. Because he has been a manager before, that that much is true. But he's he's certainly never been a manager at this level. Nothing nothing like it. So again, like everything with United this season, we're going to have to wait and see. It is a big st- step up, and obviously a a new firm derby to kick off. It's it's going to be a test, isn't it? You've already mentioned, but <laughs> it is and a half. It is and a half. I mean, the first few games uh, are an absolute pff, a massive test uh, for Tom. So. And the team, so we'll just have to hope that he that he hits the ground running. Uh, because I'm not sure the, the feeling of the, the fans. I don't think the fans in general are against Tom Courts, but I just think just the way the it number happened. of decisions. Yeah, yeah just, like you, you're on social media yourself, you probably yeah. see it and read it. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to get much of a honeymoon period from the punters. So we'll see. We will see. <laughs> well, that that could be the the big the big test for him is, is how he handles the first kind of. Knockdown, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Well, there's there's going to be setbacks. Uh, I mean, that's that's undeniable. It's when you're Dundee United manager, you're not going to win every game, that's for sure. And the chances are you're going to go on bad runs every now and again. So, uh, yeah, we start Aberdeen away, Rangers at home, St Johnston away, Hearts at home, St Mirren away. Nasty games there, nasty games. And then there's a there's a wee derby after that, I think as well. So it's on the horizon. <laughs> it's just there. Um, it's quite a tough start, isn't it? Dundee's start, obviously, St. Bernard at the weekend, then it's away to Celtic, home to Hibs, away to Motherwell, and then home to Livy. Seems a little, uh, well, I was going to say easier, but not, none of it sounds really easy mm. uh, this season in the Premiership. Obviously, all the big teams are back. It's going to be so competitive. Um, James McPake's heading into. He's, he's obviously been two years in charge at Dundee, got them out of the championship, exactly what he was he was working towards. 
maybe it's been a bit of a roller coaster. Is maybe the a way to say it, Danny? Are you pleased that the club kind of they were always going to stick with him, but are you pleased that they did and and the way it's it's ended up? Yeah, to be honest, I am. Um, I think when Nelms gave McPike the job, he basically said he's here for the full length that he wants him to be. There'll be no like knee jerk reaction yeah. compared to what us fans normally give after a couple of defeats and you're wanting the whole club ripped apart and, you know, um, I'm glad we're stuck with him. It's Hopefully he gets it spot on from day one though because the last couple of seasons he's made sign-ins and then he's had to rectify them come the, the January window and that's when we seem to have played better as a team. So hopefully he's learned his lessons and uh, he, he's kind of, he's got all the, the basis covered for, for starting the season because I don't think you get away with it in the Premiership mm. the starts that we've had in the Championship you'd be absolutely annihilated from teams um, we, we kind of got lucky that obviously Championship there's some bad teams in there and we were able to um, kick on and uh, from December onwards and and the, obviously get promoted but I think if we do the same again um, then there's a It'll be squeaky bum time for a lot of Dundee fans, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm glad that we're stuck with him. He, he's he's done well. Some of the signings he's made has been fantastic. Um, he seems to he seems to hold his hands up when he makes a mistake. He's interviews after games. He's 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 quick to say like this is my fault and um, shouldn't he have done this or that. And sometimes you feel like saying, "Well, didn't anybody do it then?" But uh, <laughs> uh, he, he's he's quite honest with it all. So I'm glad that we gave him the chance. Um, and uh, hopefully he, he he can do the business and keep us up this season. Definitely, and he can. I, I think we've probably seen over the past couple of years we've seen him learn as he goes and learn from his mistakes. So um, I guess that's just what happens with a young manager. It's good to good to see a club stick stick by him. Um, do you think it maybe helped not having fans last season uh, <laughs> at times in the first half of the season? Yeah, yeah. I think you're I think you're correct there. Because um, we both know that if things are not going right on the park, then the fans are the fans are quick to vent it from the stands. So it was it was maybe a little bit of saving grace for, with that and, to, and that, that effect. To be honest, um, yeah. So I think I think it was a, a bit of saving grace from there. Uh, to be honest, uh, that he never got any of that at all. Um, and you know what? It probably helped the team at that time that there wasn't any fans in the stadium either uh, getting on their backs because they managed to turn it around. Uh, and uh, Paul, are you worried at all about Dundee coming up? Uh, no, no, uh, n- not worried in the slightest. I'm one of the I'm one of the few United fans that <laughs> seems to look forward to derby games. Right. So it's it's no big deal that uh, Dundee are in the, the same league with us. But what I'll say about the league is that out with your Rangers and Celtic, they're 99% certain they're going to be 1 and 2 in whatever order. Uh, and then Hibs and probably Aberdeen going to be 3 and 4 are fighting out for that. But then under that, anybody on their day can be anybody. It really is such a tight league. Uh, and to, to go back to Danny's point of saying that you didn't want to make a bad start, like you really didn't. Because mm-hmm. once, once you get behind in the league, it's so, so hard to get caught back up. So you, you do need to try and gather as many points as quickly as you can. Uh, for further down the line during the season, but it's for Dundee coming up. Nah, no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> I look forward to the derbies. Uh, I'm not one of these United fans that wishes them loads of ill. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do better than United, clearly. And I hope not. that 
that Mr. Uh, McPake makes a howling mess of it at times, but uh, <laughs> nah, I, I do look forward to the derbies, that's for sure. Well, United's recent record is, is pretty good in the derbies. Of course, but then it's cyclical, isn't it? It can all get turned yeah. around in the blink of an eye with a derby, you never know. <laughs> so, who knows? Who knows? And, uh, and Danny, I better throw that question at you as well. What, what, what are you thinking of the, your neighbours at United uh, in this season ahead? Well, I've been lucky enough to, or I'm lucky enough to, to see them quite a lot last season because they, they missed the season and make the season ticket holder. So is our family. So I've Why been, um, <laughs> I know, I mean, that's what I'm, I'm glad the derbies are back because I, I love the interaction with everybody with it. And, um, uh, but I've, I've managed to see them quite a lot uh, this season, eh? uh, last season, I mean. So, um, Kind of everything Paul says, I kind of agree with him about United. Um, I think it'll be when the derbies are back, it's everything's flung out the window, um, recent form and stuff like that. So, um, I'm just glad to see to be able to hopefully as well. We're back to full attendances for the match, so so mm-hmm. like all the fans yeah. are going to be in because they're definitely going to be that. Well, that makes such yeah, a difference. Uh, just talking about not having uh, away fans, I mean, it just wouldn't be the same kind of derby atmosphere, would it? No, definitely not. 100%. I mean, talking about the managers, uh, Paul, we kind of talked about Benji and, and Shanklin being around and you mentioned a few of the players, but who, who are you really looking forward to seeing again uh, in the flesh and who do you think is going to be really exciting this season? Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Jando Fuchs because I've only saw him yeah. uh, when he played against Elgin. Obviously, I watched all the games last season on the TV. Uh, and he he was absolutely brilliant for United once once he got up to full fitness. So I'm really looking forward to see him. He's I mean he's no a, a spectacular player. He's not going to get the ball and skin loads of people. But just the job that he does for the team. Uh, and I, I've never actually met the guy. I don't know how how big he is, but he just never seems to lose the ball. He turns fifty fifties into seventy thirties in his favour all the time. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to watching him. And when it comes to a creative player, I'm looking forward to watching Logan Chalmers yeah, because he's got too. something. Uh, he can be the difference on any given day and uh, he's something that we didn't really have much of at Tannadice. Creative spark. Yeah. Missed him a lot last season, I thought, the link between midfield and attack. It, it was so unfortunate for yeah. the guy because he looked like he was actually going to get a, a run in the team and then he, he picked up what appeared to be an innocuous injury against Aberdeen and it kept him out for months and months. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, without... Without having a history of playing well for us, I do feel that like we missed him because of what he can bring to the team when he's fully fit. And uh, and so, where do you think if they're able to bring in some some new faces, where, where do you, where would you like to see strength? Oh, it's it's got to be uh, it's got to be creative. Maybe a striker, something different from what we've got. Because Shanklin's excellent; he's uh, a goal scorer, but he's he's not got much pace. Uh, Nicky Clark, excellent player as well, very clever. Goal scorer, no much pace. So I'd be looking for a wee bit of pace in general in the team. Uh, maybe a wee bit of height up front for something different. And everybody, United fans have been screaming out for years for wingers. But as much as that would be great to, for us to get some wingers, uh, the way that Tam Courts has been setting up, certainly in uh, the Premier Sports Cup games, is with the wing backs. Mm. Uh, so I, I kind of see us, I kind of see us going for wingers at all, which is probably not going to. It's not going to please many fans, but United's United's main issue is we've not we didn't create much, and it's it's not an overnight thing. This has been going on for quite some time now, uh, and the players that we get linked with, whether or not it's true or not, when you see the, the guy, I can't remember his name. He was at St Mirren last year. He signed for Hibs. We were in for him. 
some Everton player that we've just been linked with in the past day or so. These guys are holding midfielders. We don't need any more holding midfielders, in my opinion. Uh, we need somebody that can pick a lock and play a killer pass. But you know, maybe they're maybe they're relying on Chalmers to do that. Maybe they're they're hoping it's going to be like a Declan Glass, a Chris Mochrie, or something. But it's a lot of pressure on these unproven guys. Yeah, and probably to add to the that kind of frustration that seen Paul McMillan doing for Dundee why he didn't quite manage consistently at United you'd maybe see flashes and stuff yeah I mean is that annoying or is it it just one of these things no it's I'm in my 40s no much about football really annoys me nowadays but it's uh, (laughs) you know McMullen when he was at United he would have good games and he would have some bad games uh, but he was the one player that I felt that he had pace and he was also able to pick the ball up and carry it about 50 or 60 yards up the park uh, which we don't really have now, other than maybe Logan Chalmers, if he's going to be tasked with with that responsibility. The, the the stick that United fans beat McMullen with was he couldn't cross the road. Uh, and that was probably quite accurate because I would say eight times out of ten, the ball would end up in the stand or over the bar or, or whatever. But from from the outside looking in, he just seems to fit Dundee's system, whatever way they're playing just now. Uh, and at the tail end of last season, I think he, he got a few assists for them. He was contributing. He was uh, I'm mates with a good few Dundee fans uh, for my sins, and they tell me that he was he was uh, he was very good for them. So so good luck to the guy, you know. Just know against us. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess United's loss is, is Dundee's gain. Danny, how pleased have you been with McMillan, and who are you looking forward to seeing in the Premiership in the season to come? I'd uh, be really pleased with McMullen. I think when when we initially did sign him, I think it's that age old, oh, he's a United player, we've took somebody from United and you always get that oh, tainted chat from a lot of people. So, <laughs> well, he's an agent to <laughs> the other side of the street. <laughs> yeah, basically something like that. <laughs> it's, uh, there's always that chat. And, but he's, uh, oh, he's you're right, he's, he's fit our system because mm-hmm. McPake's, McPake's playing wingers with us. Um, and he's fitting into what what McPake, the way McPake's wanting. Um, we're getting boys in the box, but we're wanting the ball doing doing the wing. It's been the way we've played since he's came in. League Cup games, it's been the way as well, and he's done fantastic. And obviously, again, it's a big step up to the Premiership. Um, I, 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 he never really got a chance last year. You know, I think when the games that I've seen, yeah, yeah right, you didn't. I like, I like to say when you you've seen them playing. <laughs> He was the, when he was going into the team. He just he looked quite uncomfortable with, with the, the way the team was set up. Um, but like you say, he's just fitting perfectly with, with us. And he, he, yeah, his contribution's been massive uh, last season and this season. He's uh, especially this season as well. He's 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 banged in a few goals, um, setting up more goals as well. Uh, uh, really looking forward to seeing how he does this year in in, in the Premiership. Um, Especially with some of the the players that we've got that um, he's been he's he's setting up. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Luke McGowan on the other wing playing playing with him, um, playing in the same team, and uh, seeing how that goes because he's another player that uh, it's yeah, I, I was I mean, you, you knew he was a good player, um, so I'm quite happy that we've got him. But when you see them playing in Dundee top, also you, you look at players differently when they're playing in the your, your own team's jersey. And he looks like somebody that uh, 
that that could do really well for us. And he, he kind of reminds me of a, a Greg Stewart, to be honest. Um, I think he's a left footer, but he can play on the wing, cuts in and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I'm looking forward to seeing uh, bo- both of them go at it in the league. Um, I, th- I think both of them would be massive for us, to be honest. So, so no pressure on we look then uh, just to compare nah. them to Greg Stewart, that's fine. Um, Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> is there anywhere you, you'd like to see the, the team improved? Yeah, so Paul went up for improving up top. I'm going for improving at the back. <laughs> I think we've got, like, you've got Cummins and uh, you've obviously got McMullen McGowan. Uh, you've got Adam as well, setting, setting uh, up goals and opportunities. But at the back, I feel like we still need improvements there. Uh, Fontaine and Ashcroft, they've done fantastic last year, nipped in with, with goals as well. Uh, we've got Marshall, who I think it's a solid left back, and we've got Cami Kerr and Elliot at right back. But I still feel like we need to have reinforcements there. I know that we've brought in the boy Sweeney. Not really seen much of him. Um, and uh, Corey Panter, he came on at the game there and scored a goal. But at the same time, uh, not being critical, I need to look back at the goals because I was sitting in the the, the dairy, wasn't I? So I had pillars and posts in front of me when when Forfer scored both of their goals from his left back position. <laughs> um, so I know that I'm going to blame him for that, but I'm saying I need to look back at it. But they both came from that position. Um, so I still feel like we can, I think we'll be suspects for shipping goals. And I still feel like we can do maybe another uh, couple of defenders in there, to be honest. Listening to to the two of you, obviously, looks like United are happy with their defence, but not happy with their attack. And Dundee are happy with their attack and not happy with their defence. I'm, I'm not going to mention the word merger or anything here, but it seems like it's, it's made <laughs> no, for you. You better know, I'll find out where you stay, George. I want to have it. Out of town, yeah. Yeah. But no, we'll definitely not talk about anything like that. Don't worry. On that note, we'll uh, move on to the next section and look at what's been happening over the past week, rattle through some of the news stories, there's been plenty happening. Uh, so, yeah, next section we'll talk about Dundee. Are you a Dundee United supporter? You're probably pictured in the Arabs Away book. Do you know any Dundee United supporters? They're probably in the book too. You, your friends, your family, your tribe are in this book. This is a football book with a difference. It isn't really about the players, the games the on-field achievements. It's about you, the supporter. It tells the story of the supporter's journey. It shows us in triumph, in despair, in song, in anger and in pubs. It shows us laughing and celebrating, home and away, young and old, for better or worse. Have a leaf through the book. Every few pages you exclaim, I ken that lad, or I was there, or I remember that. There's never been a United book like this. There never will be again. As one of our podcast listeners, you can get an exclusive 20% discount on Arabs Away at dcthompsonshop.co.uk using the code ARABS20 at checkout. That's A-R-A-B-S-2-0 at the checkout of dcthompsonshop.co.uk. Check the episode notes for details and terms. Yeah, obviously it's been a <laughs> it's been a very busy uh Weekend at Dens Park, they struck down one of the players uh, tested positive um, for COVID nineteen. They found out about that on Friday, and then sub- subsequently were another five players short 
having to self-isolate. So they had six first-teamers missing the game against Forfar. Um, Danny, I mean, considering how many were missing, you saw that that team, it showed there's a bit of strength and depth there, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, when the, the news first came out, you, did, you feared the worst. You thought, like, who are these players? And and then I think yourself, George, put they were all first-team players, and that was at panic stations. But when you did see the, the starting living get put out, you just thought to yourself, that is still a team that should go and beat Forfar and quite comfortably. Uh, that's no disrespect to Forfar, but it's just like the, the kind of quality that Dundee have got in the team. And and we did, but the, the only thing about that was when you looked at the bench, the, the bench was basically empty. I think we had, we had two goalkeepers on the bench and we also had, I think, well, another three players, um, outfield players. But, yeah, it, it showed that we've got we've got depth there. Um, as I said previous, I still feel like we need a little bit of reinforcement um, because you never know, there could be other COVID outbreaks uh, happening uh, throughout the season. Um but it was good that it gave the young boys like Robertson and Anderson game time. They got to get uh, 90 minutes under their belt. Um, but overall, yeah, it, it showed that we've got players there that can make the step in. And it's and he doesn't have to tweak with the formation yeah. or the game plan that much with the players that were there, to be honest. And the, the good news coming from that is the, the five Iceland players will be available for... Uh selection against St Mirren obviously we, we wish the, the player who's suffering from COVID-19 all the best and a, a quick recovery uh, speaking to Jason Cummings just last week um, it sounded like he had it really bad it sounded horrible so I wish the, the player is, is, is down with it, the best of health going forward uh, just rattling through the rest of the news they obviously beat 4 for 5-2 and will now face Mullowell in the, in the next stage uh, the debuts for Corey Panther and Killian Sheridan uh, in that game. Simmering game, there'll be 4,000 fans allowed. Uh, we've talked briefly about the problems they may be having uh, sorting out the tickets, but hopefully they'll have all that sorted out by the time the game comes along. Uh, we've seen Graham Dorans, who, who was training with the club, uh, head to Dunfermline uh, and, and join Peter Grant's side there. Um, could possibly be seen Craig Stewart head into another Premiership club. Um, I understand St Johnston have offered him a deal. How did you take that, Danny? Pain. Absolutely pain. Oh, I was hoping that would sign him. Uh, but realistically, it's uh, where would he fit into the current team? Uh, since Craig Stewart's left, uh, Dundee, his best years with Dundee, if I'm going to be honest about it, uh, he never done much to speak about at Rangers. Uh, it was another one that went and sat on the bench. He had a good half season with Kamarnik, and then I get Aberdeen fans say it that he done nothing there either. But he'll always have a place in my heart, Greg Stewart. Uh, it's what well, then he's going to St Johnston, isn't he? It's well, it maybe, a, I don't know. Yeah, well, I was either he's going to break my heart if he went to United or St Johnston. So he, <laughs> no, we don't want him. <laughs> Agent, Agent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I, don't, well, I understand there, there might be a, another Premiership club that's, uh, that's made an offer from, but also there may be other offers from 
further afield. So you never know. We'll, we'll wait and see what happens. Um, but how's the Walking Down the Provy Road podcast coming on, Danny? When's your, when's your next episode? It was meant to be Monday, but Gary at the last minute couldn't do it. But then he's got an excuse. He's got a newborn as well, so we can't yeah, really... Yeah, can't go on to him too much about it. Um, and I think he's in the process of moving house. So um, I would have took over the hosting duties, but uh, it was uh, too late for me. But I think we're going to have a good few episodes coming up. And uh, I think also we're going to be looking at getting more player interviews. We had a few over the pandemic. And I did have a few lined up, but it's it's one of those, you, you just kind of lose track of everything, don't you? So I'll need to chase up the players again. And uh, I know that I'm going to out them, but Gary Harkins needs to come back on and do one because he agreed he was going to do one. And then <laughs> it was just radio silence. So <laughs> know that I'm wanting to shame him into doing it. <laughs> do, you, do you get people messaging you saying, how do you know have so-and-so on? And how do you know get this guy? And like we get that all the time, but it's, if it was that easy... <laughs> we would absolutely have all these people on but it's just no easy to get it all set up and whatever I've had a few people at me as well saying get this person get that person it's like well mm-hmm. how am I going to get in touch with them um, and somebody was like get Cabal everyone I was like I don't even speak, think he speaks English so <laughs> how are we going to manage this <laughs> um, uh, but uh, you, you get the usual uh, usual people getting saying get people get these are these people on eh? but like, like Paul you're kidding yourself it's, it's it's hard, right? It's not just a drop of a heart. No, you've got to organize. No, of course. I'm amazed I managed to get the pair of you. Uh, so are we. On, on, on the middle of a Wednesday. So. <laughs> <laughs> Delighted you came on, though. So, well, look forward to uh, hearing Jeepsy when when he finally gets on the end of the phone uh, and walking down the Provy Road comes back. The next wee section, we'll just have a quick look at what's been happening at Tanadice across the road. As, as, as we've said earlier, Paul, it's been pretty quiet. Uh, Tannis, obviously, they didn't have a game. They had their free weekend. Um understand they played a, a game between themselves, really. Um, big enough mm-hmm. squad to, to be able to do that. So, made use of the weekend. Uh, I think they've been hoping to get friendly, but it's, it's not always the easiest thing to organise at this stage. Um, you've got air away in the next round. Uh, what are you making of that one? Well, it's a tie that you would have taken before the draw was made, uh, for certain. Uh, but myself personally, I've I've went down to Somerset Park three times to watch United, and I've yet to see a score. So I'm not sure whether I should travel to this one or not. Although I am very, very keen because I've been starved of actual football. So I'll probably be there if I can get a ticket for it. But on the face of it, it's it's a winnable tie. Uh, I don't think Air had the best of seasons last year. I think it was quite a struggle for them. Uh, so yeah, well, I would I would imagine that regardless of what's going on in the league, we're heading down there fairly confident that we can get a positive result. Exactly. Well, I've watched a fair bit of David Hopkins' sides over the the past uh, past couple of seasons. How much football you might see, I'm, I'm not so sure. Uh, just to mention. No, uh, but you know what? It, it depends because he. he he was there at Livingston, wasn't he? And it was successful for him. And then he, exactly. he tried, to, yeah. tried to do the same thing. Was it Morton he then went to? Or yeah. Something, something like and he, he, he just didn't have the players to do what he was trying to do. So, yeah, it might work again. Uh, Ayer, he seems to have signed 
a whole bunch of boys that were in Morton last season. So right, well, I, I well that's music fine. to my ear. So let's, yeah. I'll put the house on United <laughs> going through that. <laughs> well, don't follow my betting tips. <laughs> um, also happening, Kai Fotheringham's uh, headed to Wraith Rovers. It seems like a good fit. Yeah, they've got high hopes for Kai. They've got high hopes for Kai. So uh, I, I think he's maybe just a touch off of actually cementing a place down at Tanadice at present. So he, he went to... Falkirk last season, he done well. That was his hometown team, I believe. I think he's a Falkirk fan, uh, and then Rayther, obviously, the division up from them. So it's it's a, just a progression for him, and hopefully he comes back. Hopefully he gets loads of games, contributes quite well, comes back uh, next summer, and and uh, kicks on for United. Yeah, well, I haven't watched John McGlynn's side last season, and Danny been the same. I mean, they play some nice stuff. They play through the third ball in the deck and try and play. Oh, it's, the right way. I, I never think there's always a right way to play, but John McGlynn hasn't played football, so I think it, that could be a really good fit. It was an attractive way to play from the the, the, the Wraith games that I saw last year, so you, it might not be the right way, yeah, but it was more attractive definitely. than what I was watching. We've <laughs> 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 uh, also had Cal Butcher uh, in, the, in the papers um, and online uh, saying that United fans are right to, to be asking for more from their team. And she'd be going for top six. Uh, what do you think of that? Obviously, very close to getting the top six last season. Is it just the case of improving a little bit and can maybe get that? Uh, hopefully. <laughs> but there's a lot of people tipping United to, to really, really struggle this season. So, I'm, I'm, as I said at the start, I'm, I'm still not sure what to expect from this season. But, yeah, United fans can be quite demanding. Uh, and I don't I don't think it's a throwback to, oh, we won the league in, in 1980s. And I don't think it's that. I just think United and probably Dundee fans as well you look at teams like Ross County and Livingston and with all due respect we are bigger clubs than Ross County and Livingston yet mm. the, the Livingston in particular last season they, they did better than, than both of us quite comfortably you know they got to a cup final and, and whatever uh, so that that's where the demands come from seeing teams like that doing what they did uh, and then you see what United have got and I don't know about Dundee's budget but United's budget must be about the sixth biggest in the league. So you've got to be aiming for top six. You have to be. Anything else is just falling short, in my opinion. Fair enough. And finally, the how has Dode Fox going? Obviously, just that's, I saw your latest episode with Andy Webster's just popped up. How's mm. that been going? Uh, yeah, we took a break. Uh, we took a break for the month of June because we were doing it uh, consecutively for, I think it was 101 weeks or something. So <laughs> it's quite good. The, the the numbers for people listening are, 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 are decent still. Uh, they're more than the 100 that we thought we would get. Uh, and the, probably not so much the favourite episodes, but like really good episodes are, to touch on Danny's point about getting guests on, mm. are when you've, you speak to these ex-players. Because you could, you could speak to players that have played in the same team the same season and they'll all have like a different version yeah. of what happened in a certain way that they viewed events that, that took place. And it's just fantastic. So Andy Webster was was last week, spoke to him. Uh, we're lining up somebody for this week, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, they things are class. Like We've spoke to like Paul Hegarty, Paul Sturrock. These guys are incredible, absolutely yeah. incredible. That's proper pinch yourself moment when I'm, when I'm asking the guys any questions. Like Paul Sturrock was, unfortunately for us, it was over the phone, so the, it wasn't the the clearest interview ever, but like Paul Hegarty coming to my house and it's a standing joke that I got a carpet fitted for him coming up. 
because it, and it's true. <laughs> like, I, I, like I genuinely queen, yeah. got a, a new carpet yeah. fitted for Heggy showing up at my door, and uh, he mocked us for that, and that's fine <laughs> because he's Paul Heggy, right? and he's a legend. So, I, and so I took that on the chin and smiled, told him he was right. But I suppose it is, it is a bit like the Queen coming for dinner. I suppose I. Oh, it's better than the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, glad to hear everything's uh, going well, and obviously they have plenty to talk about with Andy Webster being, being on there, um, so I'll have a wee listen to that before the end of the week, uh, but thanks very much, lads, for popping on and uh, yeah. having a wee, uh, wee loan spell with the twa teams. I was going to say twa teams, lads, but it's just me. Uh, <laughs> the other two are just sunning themselves somewhere, somewhere really nice, I don't know where. Lucky them. But, um, so, George, you yeah. need to build up this episode. Do you want like me and Paul to go to the top of the law and like do like a UFC style standoff or something like that? <laughs> we might go be in different any... weight divisions. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Don't worry about that. I'll be in the same one as you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, maybe maybe save that for a, for a derby episode coming up. So <laughs> we'll look forward to that. But thanks very much, lads, for for uh, joining me and uh, keep up with the podcast. No, cheers. Pleasure, George. And nice to meet you as well, Danny. Yeah, nice to meet you as well, Paul. Thanks for having us on, George. No worries. Obviously, everyone listening, uh, come back on next week. The usual trio will be back chatting nonsense uh, and obviously give a listen to the Tell Our Boys podcast. It's, it's good stuff. So thanks for listening. Goodbye. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people find Twa Teams One Street and that means a lot to us. Don't forget to pick up your copy of the Tilly Monday to Saturday for all the latest from Dens and Tannadice or go to thetilly.co.uk to find out how you can get the paper delivered right to your door. <laughs>